Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual healing. So Elliot was perusing um, the usual blogs that he checks out, autostraddle.biz or whatever. <laughs> um you know, uh, happydike.blogspot.com to get the uh, fodder for this week's uh, podcast. And he just stumbled upon an article in Business Insider that implied Grinder is becoming the new LinkedIn, or could Grinder become the new LinkedIn? Uh, this article discusses the other potentially less sexual side of Grinder, the hookup app. So, according to this article, um, According to data from a survey of Grindr users, approximately 25% of our users say that one of their key activities on Grindr is to network. That's a, what a company spokesperson said in an email to Insider. They also uh, continued by adding, we know people use our app to meet new people in their area and when they're new in town. And we also have plenty of anecdotal evidence of people making connections that lead to professional opportunities like jobs. Um I don't believe that do you so yeah so that's basically the take home from this art this article um i thought this was outrageous and this was like <laughs> to me kind of like clickbait um yeah. because yes there is so so we ran an experiment a actually alan do you want to say something do you want to add anything first uh, i do i i one of the things i th do think this is clickbait and i think it's bullshit and i think it's a way to legitimize grinder in other ways then it will never be not be known for which is just hookups and sex um right. which is why i think this is like a, a a pr article a lot of times pr people from companies will like sort of shoot things to journalists to be like here's some interesting takes that might fill up your seo for the day and then a lot of websites who are very hungry for seo will take the bait and write the story and that's what this is. But I do think there is something to the friendships that can be made because you are speaking to, I mean, if you are, you're speaking to lots of people at once and not everyone is going to be a match. You're not going to hook up with I don't, don't I don't answer. I don't answer taps. <laughs> <laughs> no taps. I don't, respond, I, don't, I don't read them. I don't respond. It's like, you don't. You can't, it's read, please read. Read below. Real connection you do make or any sort of friendship you do make is a potential colleague or work connection or or networking that so i do see that element of it but i, I think that's less an element of grinder being linked in and more an element of just sort of the new way in which people work which is very entrepreneurial which is very sort of like you don't stay at the same job for long so you're always kind of looking for the next thing you know yeah yeah no i definitely think so we ran a uh oh sorry elliot oh no i was just gonna say i think that's a very optimistic stretch you know, that's why I think the article is kind of nonsense, because like, of course, friendships can come. I've had friendships come from it as well. But ultimately, even as the nature of the app has changed and somehow become even more frustrating and made me feel <laughs> worse about myself, I don't think that the technical version of networking, at least the way they they are describing it through what I think is clearly like a press release. I just don't think it's I just it feels like it's 
an article meant to make me and Brent feel better. <laughs> well, so uh, so this is I think this is a really interesting point that that Alan brought up that, of course, I you know, I fed him because he, you know, he never would have thought of it otherwise. But um, <laughs> and 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 so maybe this is actually touching upon this is something that Elliot and I have chatted about in in being single gay men on the scene. We're always venting about Grindr when whenever each of us is, is using it at the same time. And I just have this sneaking suspicion that it's falling out of favor significantly. I just, I can't shake it. When I go on, it just seems the numbers are down. And and I'm, obviously this is, this is, there's no statistic anal statistical analysis I've seen that, that corroborates this, but I just have this feeling. And this article is an interesting example of how perhaps they've seen the writing on the wall now for a couple of years and they're trying to broaden their horizons and make it seem like it is for business connections as well, because perhaps people aren't using it like they once were. Mm, yeah, I can see that, especially in like big. I think that's probably true. I mean, it's it's interesting because it feels like the whole app has been legitimized in a way where it's like been de demystified, you know, as like a this dirty sex thing, and now it feels like yes, it's become more mainstream. People know what it is, you know, uh, straight people know what it is. Uh, but I still think that even if that's the case, well, I, I, I think I don't know if people are using it less. I just think they're using it less for sex and probably just more for talking. I mean, again, that's what's so frustrating about it is that we don't really know. There's no real like data and you can't trust gay guys who are like, honey, I, you know, I don't check taps. You know, I'm too busy. <laughs> Thanks for all the messages. You're yeah, like, I can't read yeah. all the messages. It's like, I, I don't know what to believe. So. Always that also includes them, the company itself being like, sometimes people just network and they, you know, they make business. It's like, it's not LinkedIn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Friendships. Absolutely. I think that's true in a lot of ways, but I also think that like, you know, there is this grinder to me has never been used in the way it was intended to be used, which is to hook up. I think every, I think most people use grinder like they do, or they used to use MySpace or used Facebook, which is just to sort of look at people's photos, possibly get some something filthy. Collect compliments, yeah. Compliments, and then probably follow through on 0.01% of any chat that you actually have. It was always a social networking site. It was never a site to actually create relationships or 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 romantic connections, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I-, I Well, yeah, I know. I, preaching I, I to the choir. <laughs> I don't think that's wrong. I think it's I think it's just, you know, it's so interesting because I was even thinking about how, uh, you know, Brent, you you know, you have like a real distaste for a lot of social media. And I was thinking about that and thinking about how the nature of these these sites or apps, whether it's MySpace, whether it's Grindr, whether it's Instagram, they've all sort of take except for Facebook, which I feel like does have a sense of of you know nefariousness at the center of it but i feel like the rest of these apps have really they, they exist in a sort of function they exist to function but people have really taken their own behavior and and the nature of the app in total has become reflective of of what people need and want and so it's frustrating but it, it to me it feels like I would never have suspected that, right, that Grindr would be, whether true or not, used for friendship or yeah. connections in that in a in a non-sexual way or, you know, yeah. and yet even, you know, even one of our best friends, Brandy, her brother, who's like a 
really quiet, you know, what like soft-spoken, lovely man met his husband on Grinder, mm-hmm. like an army overseas. Like yeah. it, it's you'd never you would never guess. But anyway, all that to say that it's like, how, who am I to say whether or not it's for business or pleasure or friendship? Who am I to say? I don't know. Yeah, it's also. Go ahead, Brent. Brent was pointing his his pen at me, and I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> Brent loves the. It pen. means go. <laughs> if you're listening, but you can't see, but Brent loves a pen. He always has a pen in his hand. Um, no, I. But it also, I mean, the other thing too that for a lot of people in non-big cities, Grinder is in a lot of ways, and a lot of these sex hookup apps are a lifeline for a lot of, especially in foreign countries. I mean, I remember when I was in Israel, and there was. Um, there was like a like a we were near Jerusalem or something and they that's how they would connect with people in other countries around like especially if they you couldn't you can you couldn't actively be gay in certain areas and all kinds of things like so I mean there is and it happens in other countries too I mean you see it all the time or even just like in state to state like people are just wanting to make connections and I think that fundamentally is like a really good thing yeah I get that it, again it's like it speaks to the idea of that it's like people will make of it what they want to make of it um and if it's a lifeline in some places that makes sense maybe it's like maybe i'm speaking to the idea that like in la the the standards are so the vanity and the standards are so wildly out of out of step with the rest of the world that that's maybe that's why it's more frustrating or or maybe that's why it feels like people are less likely to make that connection beyond or it just feels the way that it feels because of where we are you know who who's to yeah. say, but maybe that's part of it so uh, we did we did conduct an impromptu experiment uh, that and I wanted to share the results. Um, um, first of all, uh, I asked because I don't have Grinder on my phone right now. So I asked Elliot to log into Grinder and to send me a screen grab of all of the pictures of men who are just looking for networking opportunities just to kind of see. I was like, maybe there is a world in which folks who are looking to network have regular profiles. Um, or or less sexualized profiles is a better way of putting it. Um, and he sent me a screen grab uh, that was literally like only men flexing their muscles shirtless. <laughs> so it, it wasn't, definitely there was nothing beyond it was nothing but the it was a, a sea of flesh, was, a sea of flesh, which is to be expected. <laughs> what if they're workout people? You never know. Uh, but my favorite <laughs> part, and this is the part that matters the most, Elliot doesn't. Somehow, after using the app for, what, 12, 14 years, Elliot doesn't know how to use search features. I had so no idea. I, so I, I was like, hey, can you send me? I was like, Elliot, can you send me a screen grab of people who are just looking for networking? And <laughs> I swear to God, it was like t- trying to like walk my mom through the process of finding this. <laughs> I, told him, I told him to send me a screen grab of the homepage and I'll tell him how to find it. And he sends me this a screen grab. He's on the section. You, Alan, you haven't obviously used the app in ages. There's a section now where you can search anywhere in the world. You can put like a city. You can put Ann Arbor, Michigan, and it'll show you. And you go, it'll plop you in the middle of Ann Arbor, and you can search in Ann Arbor. So Elliot, put, instead of putting a city, he just put the word networking in that, in that <laughs> section. And he's like, it's not working. And like all of the cities like it listed were like cities that like have the word networking in them. It was so absurd. And so I had to like literally baby step him through. I'm like, go to the home page. <laughs> to explain why you had to explain it to him to do it and why you couldn't do it. Because I think people would be confused at that as well. 
Well, I've been blocked on Grinder with my phone number. So in order to get it on my phone, I have to ask my friend Monica to get a a, a code. <laughs> uh, and that's so I just feel bad pestering her more than but like Alan once every three you or four months. Alan did got my code for Tinder. I've been blocked on there too. So Alan got my code for Tinder recently, but uh, Monica does my code for Grinder. Yeah. Are we Good night. End of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. We are joined today by the very funny and the drama-filled Deborah <laughs> Giovanni. Hello, Deborah. Hey, Hello. Deborah. You can't see it, but I'm sparkly with jazz hands right now. A lot of drama. A lot Wait, of drama. So, just to give our listeners a little yeah. backstory, we were supposed to record 24 hours ago, but you frantically messaged us saying, "I have to file a police report listen because of my green card." Okay, or listen. Okay, as long as quick as I can. I'm Canadian. Yes. Okay. So right. We very, support that. Very good. Thank you. Unfortunately, I started to try to get my green card the year that Trump took office, which mm -hmm. made it like the most miserable Impossible. process yeah. ever without being, you know, I'm an established comedian. I've been doing comedy a long time. It yeah. should have been like that. It literally took me two, <laughs> and a, two and a half years. It took me because he right. kept stopping. He would right. just be like, I'm putting a hold on everything. It was awful. Awful. Yeah. $14,000. $14, all right. What? Yeah. Uh. Because he fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Fourteen thousand Canadian dollars. American wow. dollars. American That's dollars. Insane. American. That's a facelift. Yeah. That's a facelift. <laughs> and because with the conversion, a facelift and, and a little tuck somewhere else. Yeah, right? Exactly. And a little exactly. extra. Okay. So this is it. So this green card is like. <gasps> All right. Fast forward to just for laughs. <laughs> If you didn't see that, that's like me like praising it. It's, it's like the Holy Grail. Fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just for laughs at the end of July. Go. Mm -hmm. Great. Whatever. It's, it's in Montreal. It's in yeah. Montreal. It's a fabulous comedy festival. And yes. so, you know, during it, I'm like, okay, use the smaller purse. Took up my little ID. Put the green <laughs> card in there. Don't want to lose that. Didn't do the transfer. Long story short, it dropped out of my bag on, on Friday oh, night. Oh, and like, and, and first, the first thing that everyone says to me, you were carrying your green card. I'm like, I know. You don't you don't carry your green card. You just don't yeah. because oh. it is literally like a brick of gold. So it's just like okay, that happened. It's just the the uh, literally the, oh. the um the comedy clubs, the improv, very good. They like they start they search, talk to Steph Tolov, who we of course love, and mm -hmm. she goes outside, looks at the valet, area, like my people searching. Yeah. I'm in the street. I'm like okay, it's either at the club or it's in the Uber. So the Uber takes oh. off. I realize I'm like okay, can't get a hold of him. Twenty four hours pass. 48 hours pass. I'm like, he's not, he's not going to get a hold. He's not going to get back to me. Green card, credit card, $180 in cash. All right. Oh, no. it, just, it just keeps getting better. And then I go, okay, I don't know how to get a hold of Lyft. I don't know if you've ever tried. There's no number. It's impossible. There's no number. Yeah. The number leaves you goes, bye. There's no chance. You can't get away. Right, right. So I take to, tw to Twitter because I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tarnish Instagram with, yeah, you know what I mean. Let's yeah. go to with, with X. Drama, right? Let's go to X. I know. Let's go to yeah. X and throw it out there. So the lift <laughs> lift responds right away, and yeah. which is good because yeah. you do that, and they're just like, oh, so they respond, um, and then they said, look at, we'll try to, we'll get a hold of the the driver for you. I'm like, okay, they get a hold of the driver. I'm apparently no one tells me do the the um or excuse me, lift says to me, file a police report, and I'm like, why? Because it's a government issued. Oh. ID situation. I was just like, oh my God. Okay. And also too, the green card, my address isn't on it. It's like, so it's gone. Like in the yeah. days, do you remember the days of your, 
children. Yeah. If you used to, if you would drop, like, if you lost ID, I'm not kidding. In the olden days, you could put it into a mailbox. Yes, you still and can. Get, and yes, and it would get to you. But the green yeah. card has, I'm like, whatever, fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, I'm so upset. I go, huh? take, I've got a refusal. Uh, filed a police report. I'm sure you all have. Um, but it it was long and stupid, and I was hot and mad. And it yeah. was, you know what I mean. It was just like, and I'm hot and mad. Ugh. But and then last night at five after ten p.m., I get a phone call, mystery number. I'm gonna answer it. It's the driver. It's the driver. Okay, I'm serious. He's calling. He says, "Hi, I this I have your ID." I, I got your voice message and I'm all like, oh my God, okay, great. He's like, the only time I can bring it over is now. And then it's, he's like, I can be there by 11. So instantly I'm all like, 11, I'm alone. <laughs> so I get all scared and nervous. All right. I'm like, eh. uh-huh. now, you know, block. <clears throat> we should buy you some bear spray. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just like, uh, and then I call my old, my, my old property manager in the building who god bless his heart it's 10 o'clock on a sunday he's a little drunk but i say to him you know i'm like please come just stand at the door with me because i'm scared come to, he stands at the door to me in a bathrobe like you do and i would go to the door and i'm like okay th- this man comes up to the to the door he's got my id but here's the thing i've been like you know there's not gonna money's gonna be gone i'm all yeah. just being yeah. a privileged white woman do you know yeah. uh-huh. this yeah. gentleman comes to the door and so he comes up and he's this man and um i i don't know what to say he just says to me i'm so sorry that i couldn't get this i couldn't get a hold of you i work three jobs of course you do of course you do and i was just like yeah of course you do and he's like so i just you know i only work uber overnight and he's like i know how important this is he said i'm from africa so i got my god oh. my pa- i know i got my papers and he's like, I know how important this is. And I'm like, literally, like, now I'm in tears at the door. And I'm just like, so yeah. And he's, I got hands back, everything. He said, please look, everything's there. And I was like, the money's there. Everything's yeah. there. So I gave him a tip. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I, I, yeah. And wow. Just like, I'm, just imagining, I'm yeah. imagining you're super just there in his bathroom like, literally, like, drinking. Like, what I'm, can like, I, 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 I like, are we dead? Now that but you're I'm not like, being murdered, like, can I leave? Just, just the whole drama of like, I'm never getting it back and he's probably taking the money and all that. And then Ow. the exact opposite story you know, of I a mean, man just surviving and being kind and good and yeah. Ah. You know, it's it. I I don't blame you for having that instinct. Inviting anyone to my home, regardless of how gay they seem on the apps, is the most terrifying thing on the planet. Yeah, I don't particularly for a woman. You know what I mean? It's it's eleven o'clock at night. I'm just like. He knows this is precious, you know, information that I need. Yeah, so yeah. my mind just went. And then, Wait, and then so are the police going to go after him Well, now? this is the thing now. It's like, do I, what do I do? Do I, do I just have to cancel the, I didn't cancel, please. I got the cancel police report. Uh, yeah, I, I think you do. Because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, but like in saying a police report, it wasn't like saying he stole it. It was yeah, saying yeah. like, yeah. it's out there. We got to, they put yeah, like a notification. Yeah, that yeah. Like, I, I, so would, yeah. I would. And, and with the Los Angeles Police Department, it's going to be at least three years before they get in touch with anybody. So Three years. Try, yeah. try two billion years. Uh, they will yeah. not be following up on that okay. police report. So okay. I, they, so long they, as you didn't I give them honest, his name, they were I just think like, good. they were like, yeah, okay. They they weren't Wait, impressed. I, no Deborah, one was impressed. Yeah. What I was amazed by this story is, and what our listeners probably don't know because yes. we haven't addressed it yet, you are Canadian. Yes. So <laughs> that 
I'm imagining if it was anybody else in the world, let's say like a French person, they would literally contact, you know, Emel, Emmanuel Macron, and like he would be involved in they some way. They would be helicoptered in, I know. <laughs> Whereas you're thinking of inconveniencing your old super, not even your current super, right. like your old super. Yes. So like, my question is, mm. do you feel like you adopt the stereotype of Canadians as being overly nice? You say, okay, yes, and let me say this. Nice, I feel like, is the mistake of everyone. Um, I don't think Canadians are actually nice. I think we're polite. Um, mm. Yeah, we're nice people, but I think we're very polite. It's got, there is, remember, we are of the yeah. British realm, you know, so it's a very, yeah. there is a lot of that sort of vibe of like, we just stiff upper lip, but Canadians are friendly for sure, but we're just very polite. You know, there's yeah. very, so I do feel like it's the, um, it's sort of the, uh, I don't think we like to make waves a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so there yeah. is that politeness, you know, of that, like, just, you know, we're fine, sorry, hey, I, I, kind of thing. Deborah, I forget if I told you this, probably not, but what? my brother and I visit Canada a lot together because yes. we like going to what we call deep cut big cities to kind of spend a weekend together. And we went to St. John's, Newfoundland. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. And we actually, I was shocked with how unfriendly that town was. <laughs> Very I, notably how unfriendly Because this is the thing, it's like, look at Canada, you know how much I love you. But I think a lot of people, if they were actually honest, it's more polite than it is yeah. actual. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You got, I mean, God, yeah. like my actual hometown, warmth. Toronto, uh, Montreal, that we were just talking about. Oh, no, you got, you got, you got your yeah. people, you got your rude people. But no, yeah. but we do, there is a, there is a real sort of like, um, you know, the, the, the little sister tag along vibe of Canada, right? They're sort of like, <laughs> did we come with you? That sort of thing. So I think we don't like to rock the boat because we're scared we're going to get like uninvited kind of thing. Or, you know or nuked I mean? or yes, something. Yes, can we yeah, just yeah, yeah. stay right. with you? Please don't come get right. us. You know, that's, right. Yeah, I've always, wanted, I've always wanted like a major hit piece on like Michael J. Fox or something. You know what I mean? Like I want like some sort of like he's secretly an asshole. I or, was like, going to be like, do we? Well, we've got, I guess we have a couple. We're not, what was it? What was his name? Oh, God. I'll have to think it. We did have one. Oh, oh wait. Hold on. Hold yes. on. Bieber's like a huge pro-lifer. So we got that. Fair you guys enough. gave well, us no, that. That's true enough. Because now he's all, he loves Jesus now, doesn't he? He loves. He's always loved Jesus. Has he always yeah. loved Jesus? Has he always been a yeah. Jesus? Well, that's, that's the funny thing about Canada. It's a very religious country. It is. But, but, but it's, like, it's, it's, it's no, not we're, again Because we're not politics. loud about it again. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like all the same things, just quieter. Yeah. Well, you have the you have the juxtaposition though of being the quiet Canadian, but also the very loud Italian. So like, there's <laughs> you're kind of like magnets trying to be pushed together in a way, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The struggle is real every day. Yeah. Every day, it really well, is. <laughs> so what was like? When did you start performing? Because you oh. like you said before, you've been doing comedy for a long time. Like yes. when did all? That, when oh, did at start? birth. At birth. No, um, I I was. I was definitely the kid that made their friends laugh, but I was never a class clown. I was, you know what I mean? There was never like, da, da, da. I was not that yeah, kid. Yeah. But I definitely always made my pals laugh. That was definitely, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I, but yeah. I do, I do know, like, when I first started doing comedy, there were a lot of people that, you know, the town that I grew up, they were like, like, couldn't yeah. see that kind of thing. But, you know, people that know me were like, oh, of course. So I was, to me, it was, I started um, a little late. I was almost 27. Oh, you know what I mean? My goodness, ancient. Yeah. Almost 27 right. when I actually first got on stage. But um, I, you know, I just, I, I just, I was, I was scared, I guess. I'd never, you know, not, I'd never done any performing of any kind. Never been in a play, nothing. Not even in like 
high school, nothing at all. Interesting. So it was just, like performing was, but I took, I took a little bit of improv. I took like one like session of improv. And I remember asking my instructor, I said, you know what? I really feel like I want to try stand up. And he said, mm-hmm. I said, do you have any advice? And he was like, don't, it's awful. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right, right. That's, uh, that sounds, that sounds about right. We're so wait, do, you, do you find Canadian crowds are, does that politeness carry through with laughter? Do you feel like they're a little bit easier than American crowds or is it, are they difficult in their own the regard? Canadians are so funny that I'm, that I would be shocked if the laughter doesn't, I mean, SCTV ever, you know, there's so many Christopher Guest, like Martin, all these people from Canada, Catherine or Howard, they're so oh, yes. funny. Um, I say, I think yeah. we are good. I think we are good audience. And I think why, and again, I think it's because um, this is what, like, if I have, if I was to compare strictly American and Canadian audiences, Mm-hmm. Again, the little the little sort of like kid sister vibe. When when you kind of have a bit of that um insecurity and a little bit of the self-deprecation, Canadians self-deprecate way more than Americans do. We can admit mm-hmm. this. That's all the right? British. That is that's that, British. totally the British in us that yeah. we are like, oh ha, we're that we're sort of the brunt of the joke, where I do know Americans make everyone else the brunt of the joke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that's that's a big Canadian thing. So I think therefore, because of that. You know, it's not that we don't offend. That's for definite sure. The, we, there's a lot of very conservative areas of Canada that are, you know, right. get terribly, you know, pearl clutchers. But, um, but I do think that we're sort of like easier lappers because there's just that sort of like, I don't know, the underdog kind of vibe yeah. lends yeah. to a little yeah. bit of like, I don't know. It somehow works out that way. I, I, I let me, let me, I, I'll throw this out real quick. Yeah. Uh, just an observation about Canada. My, my dear friends know that I love Canada. I'm just weirdly obsessed with it because I'm from Michigan, as you remember. Yeah. Michigan so is I was going to say close, on the border, close yeah, to yeah. Canada. And one of my favorite things to do is to watch Canadian iterations of American or British TV shows, reality mm-hmm. shows. And I found Canadian Idol a couple of years ago on YouTube and watched like basically a season, Mm -hmm. but all the auditions. And it's just so fucking funny. Didn't you send me Canadian takeoffs? They're toothless. They're they're like, there's no, I mean, there's a little bit of crying, but not much. No, no, no. Yeah. Simon Cowell is like berating any trans or simple minded person that comes before him. And like, wait, Brent, didn't you send me, um, Canadian Bake Off. Yes. I remember you being obsessed with that. They have a very that. nice yes, season. They have a very nice version of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're right, because that's exactly what Canada does. I mean, they do it in all things, but like, especially reality. They just, yeah. we have, you know, um, Amazing Find Race. reality Canada. TV show. You know, right. I, think, I think the only thing we don't have is Survivor, honestly. But everything oh, else, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's we have, uh, you know, great Canadian Bake Off and uh, yeah. Canadian Top Chef and it. they just tuck everything and they yeah. really do. I also... Even, I also love Canadian serial killers. I find them to be fascinating because they do, they are kind of nice about it at the same time too. Like they do kind of have, there was this one serial killer that the police were carrying, like he was like a worker who like buried people in the backyards. That one was, that was sort of recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was recent. And even how they found him, he was just like walking back to his apartment with the guy he was about to kill and it seemed so nice. And the police just sort of like, oh, well we better go now. And it seemed like they just like, Mm. Took the elevator. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't think dr- guns were drawn or anything. I think yeah, they were like, yeah. "You're coming with us," and he was sort of like, "Yes, all right." And that was <laughs> yeah. even, and that was that was um, that happened a little while ago, and it was he only killed gay men. This was yeah. part of the story, yeah. and he well, was a landscaper, and the him. whole story was that he was burying the bodies in the homes that he worked on. So all, oh. all across wherever, yeah, people's people's homes were like. <laughs> 
part and yeah. bodies were, just, were i'm just i'm just taking notes real quick yeah um <laughs> but no i i also want to throw out alan alan was telling me that he loves a bit that you do about falling down I yes. believe. uh do you yes. want to what do you want to tell us a little well, bit about I, that not, so much, not so much that i relate to you you have a bit in your act about falling down and i cannot tell you both in life and i do drag as well in drag I fall down more than the natural. That, like I know I'm going to die from an infection of a broken hip. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> mine will be mine will be a tragic like falling, but like then in front of a bus kind of thing. Like that is because I fall all the time. My my the whole joke is that I think I say that Jesus pushed me. I'm not positive, <laughs> but I'm I feel it. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like right. just, mine in my business. There's a lot of falling in my life. Like I just yeah. I remember years ago. I remember I whatever, coming home late from a show and there was construction and someone had moved the sign that said, go to the other side of the road, but they'd moved it. Ha ha, funny. I went to the other side of the road, fell in a hole. Fell oh, in a oh. hole, <laughs> snapped, snapped both of my Achilles tendons and oh had, to ar- had to army crawl home. My part, oh. You know, my father, my father's still mad at me that I didn't sue the city. Still mad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's been 30 that's years. That's the Canadian in this you. Is the thing. Not exactly. I was at my job. See, Americans, we would have sued like that. I would have, I would have sued oh, before yeah. I went to the hospital. But yeah. Yeah, you would have been uh, giving that Uber driver the $180 tip. That's you understand like, what I'm saying? I would have, oh, please. Yeah, right. Oh my God, I wow. could have been a contender. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I fall oh. all the time. It's like a <laughs> thing. You also do a thing on your, you used to do a thing in on your- In the bathtub, Instagram. falling in the bathtub? I've never fallen in the bathtub, although that terrifies me. This, I that one's scary. That one's actually pretty say, scary. That, was, that actually happened to me not a, not too long ago. You should see my bathtub now. Now I'm 110 years old. Yeah. In my, I have the, yeah. the decals, yeah. the decals, the Handles. stickies. Uh, suction. I'm not joking. Yeah. I fell. Yeah. And the moment of just like that moment of like, am I, am I, if I died in the bathtub? Oh my God. But my joke of yeah. falling in the, in the bathtub is no, I just haven't died. Now I've died naked and that's not happening. Yeah. That no. is not happening. No. So now I've been practicing making a dress out of the shower curtain because I'm nobody's fool. Do you understand? <laughs> right. If I'm going down, I'm going to rip that son of a bitch down and yep. get me, I'm going to, yep. one you're gonna, sneeze. You're going to sew oh, your, oh, your dress. I get that. I don't so, care what like, it is. When I fall, there is this sort of like, because I'm a bigger person, and when you fall, the reaction from people around you is like, like a gunshot just oh went off. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like immediately they have to, it's the most like visible reaction. Where if a skinny bitch fell, they're just like, oh, that's sad for them. <gasps> the, the gasping level is, you know what? yeah. And I gotta tell you, there are times too where I've even had moments where like, um, come on, we should be laughing at that. And no one's laughing. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I remember once it was, I was in Toronto still, ice patch, cup of coffee, slid on ice patch, the coffee, I I threw it like like a like a javelin, like like yeah. I the lid. Ah, I mean, it was an arc. Oh, and I was like, did you nothing? And I was on the ground. And people, are you okay? I was like, did you see the coffee? That was amazing. Right. Did anyone see the coffee? <laughs> right, I'm fine. It's it's a, it's like a little oddly condescending. Uh, it is. I'm glad that you're helping me up. Don't get me wrong, but there is also that thing of like, come on, you know what I mean? It's also like- oh, well, see, I've also found too because these two have seen me fall in drag at a show. And one of the things that I've noticed at shows is the homosexual men will just gawk at you like you are a shot panda in a zoo, and the lesbians will actively go to your care. They yes. will try. Oh to my lift, God, They will gather they are- and hit you. I mean, it's, it's, I, God bless lesbians. I, mm. I, seriously, I was going to say, they're going to get things done. Everyone else just laughing and pointing. Just uh, laughing and wait. pointing or judging so, and pointing. 
Let me ask you real quick, Deborah, because I know this about you. I think as long as you've lived in the States, you've lived in West Hollywood, yes. which is one of the gayest yep. neighborhoods in the world. Yes. What what and, and you also happen to live on I won't get too specific yeah. here, but you live near like a the, bunch of the yes. strip. You, yes. oh, you live I do. near it, near yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah. So like what's it like? What have what have you thought as a straight woman or, or I that, this is whenever I move to a different city, I always immediately go to the gayborhood. Immediately uh -huh. go. That's it. Yeah. Like when I moved yeah. from the town that I grew up in. Uh, moving to Toronto as a, as a young woman went right to the neighborhood. I was like, yeah, where am I going to feel safe yeah, and friendly? Safe, right. Where's it going right, to be safe right. and fun? And that's yeah. it. And so like, I, that's the same thing here. I was like, okay. We're, and also too, you know, West Hollywood still rent stabilized. Big bonus. Right. Big bonus. Mm. But um, yeah. So it's like, I, I just, I just find it friendly. I really do. I like it. It's very, a very walkable neighborhood for me. Cause again, I'm a weirdo and I don't drive. Yeah, but I'm also I'm no. so I know not truly I'm so close to the clubs. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. mean seriously, improv, comedy store, laugh factory. Yeah. The laugh factory. I can get to the laugh factory from my apartment door in like nine minutes. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. It's nice. I I do like how you describe it as safe and friendly. I would describe <laughs> it as safe and ice cold. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, aside from that, that is our only the only difference that we have. When That's so funny. We well, see that is that is the thing though because I uh, I don't know I am I am a, the kind of woman that often I don't know I just gay men have a tendency to enjoy me I have a tendency to yeah. enjoy them and that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. Well, that's there's right. also something More you do. You've done on your Instagram that I found so funny, which oh. is you did fake boyfriend Friday, which I think that is so because there's so many boyfriends oh. that like I would love just to be like me. What and, the hell? Yeah, yeah. What? What? Where did that? Yeah, come? tell us silly. about that. That was just silly because I've always, you know, I think when I first started doing comedy, like you know, the, sometimes that persona is just born and it's like all right. And I think I did give off a little, you know, boy crazy kind of vibe, which is fine with me. I was always that kind of girl, you know, growing up, mm -hmm. I was always like, ah, obsessed with pop stars, like who I was. So it's, I kind of grew up in comedy like that anyway. So yeah. like there was a part of my sort of persona as like, ah, crazy for crazy for boys. And but I use the boys as a generic word, not actual children. These are all people. Above yeah, right. <laughs> yes, we understand right, that. Yeah, just saying, put it out there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that kind of sort of like lends to a little bit of like sort of who I am on stage. And then it was, I just, I don't know why. Like, I just, I think there's something very funny about doing that POV of like taking a picture and going, oh, this is my boyfriend before he, before I went to work or what, I don't know. And then it just started. And then I started giving them names mm -hmm. and like little, and then I just called it Fake Boyfriend Friday. And it went on for, I think a couple of years. All right. And it was just, yeah. and this wow. was literally me just like finding pictures of cute boys and posting them. Now, did any of them reach out? Yes, they did. I'll yeah, tell you. Oh, wow. They did? Yeah. I had a, I'd say I had about six out of the total, oh. which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. And I got to tell you, everyone was jazzed. Everyone <laughs> loved it. I really thought, I'm in trouble. Am I going to get in trouble? No, no, no. They were just like, love this. Think this is great. I had one of the dudes, one of the, my favorite guys was a German model. He reached out and he oh. said, like, love this. Think this is super fun. I was like, ah. That's sweet. Yeah, and I another a yeah, Canadian model too as well. And then just Ooh. like, and then there was just a, a woman that 
wrote me it was like this is my boyfriend I was like shut your mouth and then uh, her boyfriend they liked it a lot they were sort of they thought it was fun and then they you know oh that's that. I always love one of my favorite things especially with like my comedy and my drag and everything is always just be like surprisingly slutty you know what I mean like when people wouldn't think that I would be slutty that's, I kind yes. of love that I Which, sort of why and I've got the same sort of thing too because it's like yeah. I think there is always a bit of shock value of like how dirty I am but, oh, <laughs> they don't expect it because you know as the world doesn't think doesn't think fat people have any sexual desires exactly. at all you know yes. so they I think but I also think there is sort of that Canadiana sort of sweetness yeah. that I think it's a little shocking it's like your favorite aunt yeah. is talking about blowjobs what is she doing you know what I mean yeah. it's like oh my god yeah. get the wine away from it you know because yeah she, it's 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 hard to imagine a Canadian being sexual even though busting stereotypes it here my favorite only fan star lives in Toronto so just so you know I'll send them it to happens. you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Oh. Uh, wait, can I ask you real quick before yeah. we go? Yeah. Like you talked about being boy crazy as a kid. Who were like, who were your big ones? Okay, listen, this is, I don't care. I'm old. I don't give a shit. I was born in 1971. Let's move on. I was <laughs> Duran Duran crazy. John Taylor, the bassist of Duran Duran. You don't understand. I was 11 wow. years old. I didn't know what I wanted to do with him, but I knew it was something. And I couldn't, could I, I loved him so much. <laughs> I was obsessed. <laughs> oh. And then, oh, there was, it went on. There was, there was, but John Taylor was the number one for me. I was, hey, oh my God. Who were you guys as? I mean, Elliot Brent. I want to know about you two. Oh, yeah. Mark, Mark Wahlberg and Jonathan oh. Taylor Thomas were oh, the big ones. Oh, come on, yes. JTT, oh, so yeah. cute. Mark so cute. JTT is. Yeah. I had I see Elliot thinking, I know I had like a spiritual connection with Brad Pitt because oh. he was from my home state and he graduated from a high school that my mother went to. And I was like, we're oh, related somehow. We're, you're basically related. <laughs> Wait, Elliot, will you tell us about your first wet dream? That's a funny one. I, I, I wow, we really took a jump. Uh, <laughs> it's I funny. Was, I was going to say my crush was Sean Wayans. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really hell yeah. Yeah. The way out there. Yeah. Super cute. Yeah, first wit. That's so gross. I think she literally, does. Literally, a, this is literally a comedy podcast. And every time I tee it up for Elliot, he's like, "How dare you!" Like, like it's an episode of Downton Abbey. He's like, uh, "How dare you talk about sexuality?" A weekend. I can tell you, it was, uh, it was just I watched the movie Powder and didn't think anything of it, and woke up the next day having had a. <laughs> excretion nocturnal emission not because of powder because of jeff goldblum oh yeah that'll do it that'll do it come on let's be honest i have no idea where that oh jurassic park i mean swarthy he's cute he's cute that would be the word my mother would say i want jeff goldblum in the steam room not doing anything bad at hollywood crunch and i will say Jeff Goldblum's Goldblum oh, is him. I bet, I bet. Uh, by, by the way, I'm not kidding, Alan. I'm not trying to deflate you, Alan. I've heard that from another person who used to go to that gym. Really? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Show, yeah. Shows off. No, he doesn't yeah. show off. It's just, he's just in the steam room. He's like, he's like a straight dude in a steam room. He's not really yeah. caring about being naked. It's, there's nothing like showing off. Right. Right. The, right. Nothing well, uh, on that note, Deborah, you are amazing. Oh, Where you. can people find you on the internet? Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, yes. Please come find me out on Instagram. It's Deborah DG, which is D-E-B-R-A-D-G. And then my link tree mm -hmm. will send you everywhere else. But yes, go there. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, well, you're amazing. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for I appreciate us. this time. Lovely to be with you all. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.
And another thing. So obviously, aside from your number one favorite podcast, you're making it worse. I was wondering what podcasts you guys listen to um, uh, dutifully, um, besides Parting Shot with H. Allen Scott and um, Obsessed. What was it called? Totally Obsessed? with totally, Completely Obsessed with the Brent Sullivan, my first podcast from... Or possibly the live show of Out on the Lanai, the Golden Girls podcast. Oh, yeah. That too. That too. Uh, you know, this, this is a good question. Alan, do you want to start? On September 24th with Elliot Glazer, he will be there. Elliot Glazer will be on that show. So it'll be a lovely right. show. Uh, yeah, I'll start. I, you know, it's so funny. I don't, years ago when, when Out on the Lanai became popular and we were doing live shows and people were talking to me about stuff, I had to like confess, I don't, I didn't really listen to podcasts. I don't really listen to podcasts. Like, I mean, I do now, but back then I really didn't. And if I did, it would always be like the recap of the Rachel Maddow show the night before or something. Like it would, uh, it would be a, an, a podcast of an aired thing on television. It wouldn't necessarily be a podcast, but now I listen to a bunch of different podcasts. I listen, I think weekly we listen to, um, I say we because Michael really controls the radio in the car. We listen to Crime Junkie, which is like a true crime podcast. Um, and I listen to My Favorite Murder, a lot of true crime stuff. And of course, you know, we listen to our friends talking about SVU, Kara and Lisa. So, oh, of course, beloved friends of the podcast. I listen to podcasts that are on the networks in which I belong, like Race Chaser, which I listen to those and Hot uh-huh. Week. So, you know, we I listen That's a lot. Listen as often as I should but i do listen pretty regularly and i even have the complicated thing of seeing an episode come out but knowing that michael's going to want to listen to it as well so i have to wait oh yeah frustrating no i mean it's a relationship it's fine i go through um no break up no i go through cycles with podcasts as well uh and i actually would say i haven't been in a huge podcast cycle recently but I am a fan of, as we all know, I love listening to Supreme Court audio when I'm at the gym. So whenever the Supreme Court is in session, they have the summer off. But whenever they're in session, I I am engrossed in their discussions. Uh, I love Criminal. It's like that is my favorite true crime podcast. It's like it's hosted by Phoebe Judge, I think is her name. And she is uh, she was introduced to me by a, a friend, a friend of mine. He's like she has the most NPR voice outside of NPR ever. Hmm. and it, it is 100% true, but she does basically episodes about cr- criminals uh, in quotes. So people that are sort of crime and crime adjacent. So oh. more often than not, it's it's not about a murderer by any means. It's about someone who might have been arrested for committing a crime that we now think is not a crime. Uh, maybe the last person um, who committed this crime and was the was the reason why it was decriminalized or something like that. It's a really brilliant podcast. Um, I also like listening to Something Was Wrong on Wondery, which is um, a great network. And um, um, yeah, that's about it. What about you, Elliot? I also have, well, I've kind of, I don't really listen to much. I've, I, I'm so, sort of overwhelmed by how many there are at this point because they seem to be hitting their 12th wave you know it, it's so odd to me I mean, the first one that i listened to religiously was the lost podcast when that was on oh wow on my ipod but um now if i'm gonna listen to well i the, the show that i could always go back and revisit is rana and beverly um, yeah really which was funny 
just a, a, a miracle. That show yeah. was just the funniest, the funniest shit and got me through the election uh, after the election in 2016 because they were also in character and yet saying like the most eloquent, comforting things during that horrible time. But um, I we've had Lindsay Webb on and I still love their podcast, Who Weekly. Uh, it is just it's it's short, it's bite sized and it straddles the line of you know, I, there's so much I don't care about in terms of like pop culture and gossip and shit. And they sort of straddle the line of talking about fame and pop culture in the, in when they're talking about the most ancillary D-list deep cut people in a way that's not mean, but it's like literally who, who, who we, you know. That is su- it's such a you podcast. Any sort of like cultural triple deep cut is like way up Elliot's alley. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm- I'm waiting for somebody to to do a podcast about Roundhouse on Nickelodeon because <laughs> honestly, there have to be stories. It's like all that was the SNL of Nickelodeon in its prime. And Roundhouse was like the scrappy, weird little brother that was so good. And it's barely on YouTube. There has to be people. There's a, there has to be a history. Yeah, that's, that's true. That I listened to religiously that I totally forgot about and you would like this one Elliot the Oprah Winfrey show one literally Oprah airs she posts like old episodes of her show and I just listen to it and it's for some reason riveting to me wow just the audio just the audio and it's surprisingly like good I mean they edit it so that you know you're not like they're not like describing something or whatever like you know like it it, it all makes sense when you Mm -hmm. listen but I like that too and I like the unsolved mysteries podcast where it's from actually unsolved mysteries it's kind of like not the best produced but they basically like either go back and tell unsolved stories that haven't been solved yet or they update you oh like that again it's like a tv thing that aired that is now a podcast but i i just kind of love it i will also say my favorite is uh my favorite that i have to give up on for like eight months at a time is this american life i still think they do a, a fantastic job but it is just so fucking waspy that like i'm tired of hearing the the lip the lip smacking of someone as they tell a story Uh, it's it's always from the perspective almost always from the perspective of like you know liberal suburbanites (laughs) liberal urban and suburbanites you know i have that with wait wait don't tell me too i can't listen to. oh no never never got into it never I love so many of the people that are on it. And I used to listen to it religiously, but it becomes hard to to listen to now a little bit sometimes. I, 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 yeah, it's a different, it's a different like school of. Yeah. It's, I can't, I can't do, it's like, it's it's in a weird zone where like, Paul, again, I love Paula Poundstone, but it's like in that world, she is the funniest comedian to have ever, ever graced the earth. <laughs> and like, Peter's sake, it's just like the, it's the weirdest tenor. The laughs are are out of this world, and, and, the, and the same thing with with uh, America, this American life, where it's just so precious, so and precious. Facing and the, I, I I can't take it. I I had to. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's one thing that listeners can do um, to their favorite podcast. You're making it worse. You can do us a big solid and go leave us a little rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And now Spotify's allows you to comment on particular episodes which i have found to be really interesting so go on and leave a comment if you listen on spotify or if you're listening on apple go leave us a rating and review it does help us yep and every time you leave a comment elliot will spread his legs oh god 
What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? My favorite podcast is not yours. It's the Joe <laughs> Rogan experience followed by Stephen Crowder. Like, Stephen Crowder's like crazy all right. Yeah, lunatic. I hate uh, my my Aunt Joanne, uh, my Aunt Joanne would say, you know, there were Jews in Canada, as if I didn't know. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, you guys talk so much about Grindr. I watched that Rob Lowe show. It had nothing to do with gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a confusing moment in time. It really it was. was. I remember Very confusing. Like, did they not Google this? Yes. It's also like, he, he has another show now with his son. And I'm like, I see the billboards. I'm like, I cannot fathom yeah. a show I'm less interested watching than Rob Lowe and his son. They keep the <laughs> The show premiered in like March and by our apartment, they still have it up. And it's like, what down, like take it down, move on. Yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I am Elliot Wexler Glazer. Bye bye. <laughs>